heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, in a huge sign of support, uh, we're talking almost about 300,000 people is the count. Uh, uh, got together, rallied, if you will, in Washington, D.C. Uh, that all happened in a march for Israel, march for peace, uh, really a march for the fight of good and evil. And that was the gist of this thing. Uh, and it was also not only just to condemn the terrorists, but with really demands to release the hostages. We know that's a it's a long road. That's a long stretch, of course. We, we, we know that. And, we, and we've spoken honest about that from the beginning of this uh, fight here, to be sure. Uh, what a huge sign of support. And it's good to really counter counteract uh, these other uh, protests. Uh, this size and scope of this one was significant. So that is a good starting place today, uh, my fellow Americans and uh, all of my dear friends around the world. Welcome in here to The Voice of a nation. It is indeed Malcolm out loud here. And uh, things are moving fast here. Let me, let me, I'll get you right up to speed on a couple of things here. Things are moving very quick in the Middle East. Okay. All right. And the ramifications of all these pieces uh, have uh, massive consequences for the world at large, to be sure. And absolutely for our country here in the United States, but for the entire world. Thread and cusp of humanity lies right now in this fight. Uh, that uh, is being taken there in Gaza. Now, Netanyahu mentions that. So the Israeli prime minister, he has, uh, he's, he's been very clear in his comments about this. He says, if we don't win now, then Europe is next and you're next, speaking of America. He's been very clear in his points. And uh, many people would agree with that assessment of what Netanyahu puts out there. A lot of people want to make this strictly about the fight of Israel or the fight of the Jewish people, it is not. I continue and continue to say and set the record correct. This is not what you think it is. This is not a fight of the Jewish people and the Arabs there. This is way more than that, friends. Uh, this is a fight of all people. It's a fight of humanity uh, against good, against evil forces. Uh, of this indoctrination of Sharia-compliant Islam is what this is about, bar none. So that is, that is a fact. That is the message that Netanyahu continues to put out there. He's been very clear about this. Okay, so we're also seeing reports that I, I've seen now uh, that Hamas envisioned uh, really to go further into Israel, uh, deeper penetration into the country, their whole goal was to provoke this war. They wanted to create as many deaths and casualties as they could all over the place. Everybody, didn't matter who, human beings everywhere. Again, Palestinians, Hamas people, it doesn't matter to these people. And of course, as many other people, infidels, as they can possibly rack up. Uh, that's that's their mission, of course, but they're happy to take anybody with them. Um, and that really, uh, but there's a lot of signs now as these things are coming out that they were, that was their ultimate goal, you know. 
Now what we're seeing on the last uh, 24, 48 hours, and the next 48 hours are probably crucial, and we'll find out more today when we talk to our experts today about this, but I, I think you'll find the uh, next couple of days are really important. And they're important because the fight right now is taken into the hospital, the, the Al-Shifa hospital, one of the biggest out there. It's a friendly new hospital, by the way. I believe if I'm correct, I think it came... I think it was built, and this is off the top of my mind, I think it was around 2019, uh, I, I believe. And I, I will, if I'm wrong on that, it'll come out with uh, my experts today. I'm sure we'll know. But I believe it was around 2019, and that that hospital uh, is fairly new. And uh, uh, But th this is where Israel is now taking the fight. Uh, and it gets a little more interesting um, with what's being said. They've been talking about the tunnels, the military apparatus around this. Uh, now, to give you a sense of what we're dealing with here, okay? Uh, okay, I, I mean, listen, Al Jazeera, their message, and, and a whole lot of others out there in that part of the world are reporting this. Investigation disproves Israel's claim of Hamas tunnels against the Gaza hospital. This is the propaganda. This is a war of information. That's what this is. It's a war of propaganda, but it's more a war of information. This is why it's important we set the record straight today. Uh, with you, my friends, so you know what's really happening here. But these reports are all over the place, and a lot of people read these reports, and, you know, they kind of put on a straight face, and then they lie to their readers uh, very clearly. But they say there, there was a picture of a hatch. The hatch, Israel claims, was a Hamas tunnel, is only a water reservoir for the hospital, was their claims. And And get a load of this. They say here, and we know what Al Jazeera is, but the point is people are reading this just the same everywhere. Uh, their tentacles of that publication go way out beyond the Middle East, in fact. Uh, Israeli authorities have often claimed that there are command bunkers and main tunnels running under Gaza hospitals as a justification for targeting health facilities, which are protected in war by international law, they say. So these are the criminals that Al Jazeera calling this out and suggesting that Israel is targeting health facilities. Now, Anybody with a half a brain cell would clearly understand there's no reason on God's green earth that Israel would be targeting uh, uh, health facilities in Gaza or anywhere else for that matter. They're not inhumane people, and that is not in their menu of uh, items here as they're fighting this war. They go on to say, like other hospitals in the besieged uh, Gaza Strip, it has been damaged by Israel's relentless aerial bombardment that targets medical facilities. So they're putting this out as a target against medical facilities, okay? And then here's what really gets me, the climax to what I want to bring on this, uh, this rag here. Uh, in its war on Gaza, they're calling it Israel's war on Gaza. It is not Israel's war on Gaza. It is not that at all. Israel surely had nothing to do with it. They didn't ask for it. Uh, they were violated. They were they were uh, uh, brutalized and with the worst possible things you could do on the, uh, uh, as you know, we don't know what the words are. Unspeakable uh, things happened there on October 7th, friends. And But so they wrap it up in its war on Gaza. Turn on the whole table. Well, there would be no war on Gaza if you didn't invade uh, Israel and do what you did. Uh, so that's another relevant point, I think, to uh, to bring up. In the meantime, to get this right to a head, and here's part of my challenge here, uh, 
So there's been, uh, we're approaching now 60 attacks. That's six zero, 60 attacks on uh, U.S. targets out there at our bases and our troops. This is insane, people. This is insane, okay? And we're doing these little print picks that don't even draw any blood. I mean, they don't get even get a drip of blood. I mean, they're just little pinpricks. And here's what really gets me about this. So the Pentagon, the U.S. says the deterrence is working with Iran. Give me a break. Uh, and they say the military struck two more facilities used by Iran. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, and uh, since they did those couple of strikes, in fact, on the weekend, there's been five attacks since then against American interests, by the way. So and, and, and here, here's the alternate universe the Pentagon lives in and these clowns in D.C. They're asked, is the deterrence working? And the Pentagon says, we feel that it is. <laughs> you cannot make this up. We feel that it is, they say. We have not seen this war spread into a wider regional conflict. The strikes that we are taking is to signal and to message very strongly to Iran and their affiliated groups to stop. That is the purpose of those strikes. And that's the message from the Pentagon. You cannot make this stuff up at all. Wow. Okay. So you have a gist of where we're at now. We'll get more back to those attacks and the egregious nature of what the Pentagon and the Biden administration is doing. They are not clearly sending any peace through strength messages. They're sending very weak messages, which we're seeing what's happening here, the result of that. Any other strong president in that White House, my fellow Americans, heads would be turning right now. They would have crossed that red line and crossed the Rubicon already. And we'd have taken out a hell of a lot more than what these people have done. And uh, it would have sent a strong message. Iran would have been on its knees by now. Bar none. That is what we're dealing with right here, right now. So, all right. So now you, you have a little scope up front uh, at 30,000 feet of what's happening here in the Middle East. I want to go now to um, IQ Al Rizzoli I want to bring on here. And I want to talk IQ about, uh, uh, let's go right to the hospital now. This is at the Al-Shifa Hospital. I've read the the the, the BS from uh, you know these publications like Al Jazeera, and there are others like this as well that are doing this, not the only ones. Um, but I want to talk about what you're seeing. You, you, you are watching right up to the moment what's happening on the ground there, what Israel encountered when they got to the gates, how they're dealing with things. That's a very delicate scene of what's taking place there. And I think the main thing is to get those people out of there and blow up the tunnels underneath. But if they blow up the tunnels underneath right now, the hospital would probably collapse. So they have a very delicate situation. Bring us right to the ground and tell us your thoughts, please. First and foremost, I want Americans to understand exactly what you mentioned a few minutes ago. Okay. This is not a war, a war against the Jews. This is not a war against Israel. This is a war against all human beings who are not Muslims. Get it through your thick head. This is a war against the infidels. Who are the infidels? 80% of humanity who are not Muslims. The Quran calls these people kuffar, infidels, beasts. They can be raped, murdered, slaughtered, plundered, enslaved by Muslims and Allah sanctifies it. This has got to be the most important item 
which sticks in your brain. It's nothing to do with the Jews. It's nothing to do with Israel. It's nothing to do with land. It's to do with a belief system called Islam, the most perverted, diabolical belief system ever created. It's not a religion. It's a cult belief system, the cult of Muhammad. Yeah. Having done this, the hospital we are talking about was built in 1988. Oh, say it again now? 1988? Yeah. Oh, boy, was I way off there. Where the hell did I get 2019 from? Now, was there something done in 2019? Was there some sort of a, a renovation there or remodel? I don't know where I seen that number yeah, There from. are 35 hospitals in there. So oh, not one or two. I see. Well, there uh, must have been something. I, I knew I read it in my brain. Uh, <laughs> 2019. Go ahead. That's your word. The most, most probably the one from the Indonesian hospital. Uh, that okay. was a recent one. Okay. Okay. But under every single one of these hospitals, Hamas purposefully put their headquarters under every hospital. Now, when the media says alleged, let them go with the IDF and they will show them exactly where they are. Okay. So when Trudeau of the piece of garbage Trudeau of uh, uh, Canada is accusing Israel of attacking the, uh, the, the Palestinians. Let him shut up. Okay? Now, hold on a minute. I, I did not see that. Hold, let me slow down just a moment. Now, was that Trudeau's recent comments? Is that what, yes. what did he say? Is that it? Yes, he's accusing Israel of uh, indiscriminate slaughter. Come on. But it's no different than yeah, Macron. It's, it's no different than what Macron said, right? Same, the same garbage. Yes, the same. All of them are cowards, for God's sake. Not one of them has got the backbone to stand up and be counted. Not yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. And what do you have? You have the, the military in America is exactly the same. If any country, and look at what Russia is doing in Ukraine. Look at what Russia is doing. Indiscriminate destruction. America get, gets hit by Hezbollah. They get hit by the arms of the proxies of the Ayatollahs of Iran, and they do nothing. Iran should have been targeted 20, 30, 40 years ago. If not 40 years ago, they should be targeted today. And this is the best time. Why? They cannot believe that America and Israel can do the job. But I tell you what, they can do the job. Israel has now submarines in the Gulf. And these submarines carry cruise missiles with nuclear heads. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Oh, yeah. They yeah. don't need to overfly Muslim territories. They are in the, in, the, or in the sea, literally a few hundred yards, if you want, a hundred, few hundred yards from the, uh, the shores of Iran. No problem. So let me ask you this. When Netanyahu comes out and, and tells the forces to the north in Lebanon, the Hezbollah uh, terrorists, when he says to them very clearly, I mean, he doesn't mix his words there. It tells them it'll be the mistake of your lifetime if you now they are pushing. They are doing more and more. They haven't done a full on assault of all those missiles. But I am guessing what Netanyahu is speaking of is that if they pulled the lever on that and went there, he would probably release something of magnitude in the way you describe it. Yeah. Well, what else should he do? I want to know. If the Israel is being destroyed, the city is being destroyed, what are they going to do? Wait? No. They will nuke them and they will pay the price. I really, people who listen to me, they think I'm a warmonger. No, I'm not a warmonger. I am a realist. The Americans destroyed, nine, burned to death 90,000 people.
in one night. The British slaughtered, well, burned to death in a furnace 35,000 Germans in Dresden. They, yeah. they were civilians. Yeah. Nobody complained. Yeah. This is yeah. the tragedy of war. Food yeah, no, the- hold on. Uh, what you speak about there is so important, uh, IQ, so important. You're, you went back and you referenced history a moment, and you talked about these historical landmarks, really, where, where things could have had a whole different turnout, and they felt that was the option that they had to use. So why are they not given Israel? And well, let me, a couple of things here. Why are they not given Israel that same right uh, to do what it Jews, needs to do? They hate Jews. The people who are doing it are people, degenerate human mutants. They are, you see, no amount of factual videos or documents can ever change the warped minds of Jew-hating, irrational, degenerate human mutants. Because no amount of truth must be allowed to spoil their hate-mongering point of view. Simple, it's not complicated. Well, you say it's not complicated. Let me just ask you a follow-up on that. Just straightforward question, because there's a lot of talk about this. Why exactly, and I don't want to talk about, I'm not talking about the Quran here, but why exactly do they hate Jews in the way you just pointed out Jews? Why? I have no idea. Okay. I'll tell you, I mean, what is remarkable is this. The Jews are 0.2% of humanity. They have never been a threat to any human group. That's what I'm asking. Or otherwise. So why do they hate them? And they get 55 to 60% of the hate crimes. Yeah. You know that. I mean, most of the hate crimes, and they're 2.4, 2.5, something like that, whatever it is. Um, Okay, so tell me, why do they hate them? I know why... Muslims hate them, that's not a problem because it's inherited in the Quran. Why right. Christians hate them? In, because the Catholic Church, when it started, yeah. demonized the Jews from the very beginning in the fourth century. Uh-huh. But that's a fact, it's not a propaganda. I'm not giving you something which you wouldn't know. Google it, read it, check it, it's there. But you they said you don't really know why the hate is there, why they target them. You, you... You're saying you don't really know, or you do? I have ideas. I mean, okay. for example, there, there is jealousy. Okay. How is it possible for 0.2% of humanity produces 21% of Nobel Prize winners? Okay. How is it possible for 0.2% are the most, the most productive, most inventive, most creative right, in right. human history? Right. Hey, that's enough to make uh, me it, it could be jealousy, but I've always looked at it this way. And I want to I want to get uh, uh, stay right here with me live, Mike. But I want to bring Steve. I want to get his opinion on this. Uh, Dr. Steve Latulip. And I always looked at it as uh, the Jewish people um, as uh, being the center of good and the fight of good and evil. I've always looked at it as God's people. I always looked at it as um, and this was really struck fear into evil terrorist forces. Uh, th- that was my simple worldview on that. Uh, Steve, speak about that, please. Yeah, Malcolm, I, I think that you have a point there. The Jews, uh, this is a tremendous amount of misunderstanding of what is the role of the Jews now in the eyes of God, even. Uh, they were once chosen as God's people to carry forward the oracles of God. Specifically, God chose a small 
rather weak nation that we're often called a stiff neck people even. Yeah, I th and we have to remember that, that it, it's not like these were the elite human beings that ever existed. I think God was showing the full force of his power by using such an insignificant people, if you will, such a small population and look at, at what he made of them. And I think that is what they oppose because when push comes to shove, we are talking about two different systems, the God of the universe, uh, the one God, the Shema, you know, God is one God, whereas Muhammad uh, took and completely bastardized everything that was present in, present in the Old Testament and made it into a totally different religion and one of hate, absolute hate. And I think that that is what they detest. Yeah, I've always looked at that, that religion of hate as uh, Satan's religion. Uh, really, I think this is part of the devil's work, Steve. Do you as well? Oh, I believe so. Uh, I mean, you know, they're acknowledging that this now nowadays we are in a new era of unrestricted warfare. And so lying, cheating, stealing, breaking all the rules, anything yeah. you want to do is fair game. The, the, yeah. the main rule of unrestricted warfare is that there are no rules. And so when they uh, such as Macron and Trudeau that you mentioned, the calling Israel indiscriminate, indiscriminate in their killing, um, that's a that's just pure nonsense if they were indiscriminate that hospital would have been leveled completely to the exactly. ground exactly. and that would be the end of the story but no what are they doing they are bringing uh, aid they're bringing hospital supplies that were severely needed critically needed and they're showing their humanity left and right but uh, that doesn't look good and so they've got to make the good guy to to be the beast at all times. You know, I'm so appreciative. Uh, I can't even tell you how much uh, that you're here to add the context that you just added uh, to what you just said. It was so important to me. I've always had this feeling of this, and you just helped me um, really cement the thought because I, I never really put it out there in the way that I did. But I, you know, Steve, in full disclosure further with you here, this is me talking now, my opinion, but I've always had a special place in my heart uh, for the Jewish people, and I love the Jewish people, and uh, I can't describe it any different than that, and I feel um, part of my mission, maybe that's why I'm so um, into this uh, fight, why it's so important to me that victory is the end result of this, because of everything we do here, uh, this platform and this show, Steve, and being the center of good and evil. And I feel it is our responsibility uh, to uh, get the out loud truth out there across our land and, and the world. And so I, I just have this sense and feeling of a responsible nature of me. And I've always held in the highest esteem the Jewish people. And I, again, it's it's been birthed into me. It's in my mind. I can't tell. I, there's no particular reason why I would say this to you, except I was born that way with a mission from God. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense, Malcolm. I think that's the way probably most of uh, of the entire Christian population in America feels. Do they? Um, Do they? I, I think so. I uh, but the, let me qualify that by saying that those 
who truly understand the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, and you have to incorporate the New Testament uh, to really get at the truth of what is the role of, of the Jews right now today, um, that would probably take a three to four hour show to really address that fully and, and do it justice. But here's the pitch. The real important thing is that we've got this Judeo-Christian-based, if you will, ethic out there that is based on a God who says there is good and evil, and there they are, as you said, I believe, uh, on a previous show, that um, you know they're living in a very horrible, bad neighborhood. Yeah. And these yeah. guys are our allies. They've been staunch allies. They're very highly capable militarily. And um, as IQ said, they can take care of themselves. We just yeah. need to let them do what they must do. Yeah. And I have faith that they'll do it in a just way. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's perfectly said, Steve. Really, really. Um, you know, the other point to this, uh, to uh, circle around here, uh, is uh, that, um, you know, based on all of this IQ and with what Steve and I are talking about right now, and I, I'm so glad we we were able to interject this and get this here. But, you know, I, I'm thinking that I talk about, and I really do, I talk about Israel is this, having been there myself and experience, uh, I've been to the nightlife on uh, the rooftops in Tel Aviv, and it's a magnificent culture, and it is just a really um, incredible place for me to have been there. And, you know, I, I just look at it as a, a just a sparkling paradise of good in a... Uh, Bad neighborhood, IQ, is the way I describe it. It's just a terrible neighborhood. Then I think to myself and I say, well, this is, I believe, my, again, this is my opinion. Um, this is, I think, believe very intentional from God that this was the, the, the intersection or the juncture of humanity. And that's why I referenced the fight of good and evil and the devil and all of this, the Satanist aspect of this that is so important to this fight. And, and I look at this then, IQ, to put this into context and throw it back at you is this. I've got to tell you, you say what you want. You made the declarative statement up front as, you know, to follow up what I was talking about, the fact that people are constantly talking about it. And I get annoyed with it. My eyes roll when they make this as a fight about the Jewish people and the Arabs. I know it's far more than that. I tell people all the time and correct the record. But I think this Hamas thing, as bad as it is, IQ, as horrible as this moment is, I really believe this was a wake-up call for humanity. This was a wake-up call for all good people. This was a wake-up call from the fight of good and evil. This was a wake-up call for us to really understand. And I think potentially those hostages and the people that were brutalized that day, uh, they were... Um, they were part of this process, and I don't know why they were chosen by luck those days or happenstance or what happened, but they were part of this process to reflect back. on. These are heroes in many ways, I would suggest to you, IQ, and many of them have had to give with their lives. But there's a point to the context of what took in with Hamas on October 7th, which is a landmark moment for humanity. And it should not be lost on anybody, but was, I think, to open up our eyes to the brutality and of Satan's plans for uh, uh, our existence. Uh, is that a correct statement in your opinion? These are my thoughts, my opinions. Or how do you feel about that? I don't have an opinion. You are right. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. The worst enemy of humanity 
that has been for 1400 years is Islam. Why? You know, the, the day of the Shabbat, according to the, the Hebrew Bible, who gets the rest during the Shabbat? Do you know? Who is supposed to cease working on the Shabbat? Please tell me. Tell us. No, not only the Jews. The slaves are not supposed to work. The animals are not supposed to work. Nobody is supposed to work. It is the only book in history which allows the slaves to be treated as a human being, but in indentured. That's it. Islam, on the other hand, is the other way. Islam, Muslims tell you, we love, uh, we love death more than life. The Jews tell you the other way. We love life more than death. Now, you can't be more opposite than these two. Yeah. And this yeah. is in a nutshell. I don't have to add more to it. Hamas, ISIS, Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, all these terrorist organizations yeah. are one and the same. Not one of them is radical. Not one of them is extremist. Not one of them is militant. They are Islam. Yeah. And I dare any human being listening to say I am wrong. Prove me. I'd yeah. be very happy to listen to you. Okay, uh, that uh, is uh, the voice there of IQ Al Razuli. Uh, Doctor Stiglow Tulip is here as well. Here, uh, this has been just a just marvelous uh, talk thus far in the context of what we're speaking about. I feel totally great with it and just cleansed with the fact of the truth being out there and the evolution of this talk. And I, I just want you to understand out there the the moment of why this is so crucial. Uh, the, how how critical this is and what has transpired in the Middle East right now. And I just, it is really a tremendous opportunity, frankly, is let me put this out there for you to think about, friends. I look at this moment right now as a moment of opportunity. It is a moment of opportunity for good to get it right. Think about that, please. Okay? This is a moment for good to, to prevail, for good to rise, for good to get it right, to push back on the Satanist acts, to pu push back on evil. That's what this is all about, really, in my simple worldview, really. And it's why I take such an interest myself personally in this fight. While I don't have all the answers, I do know I have the most important ones that lead me to this conclusion is all I say to you. I don't suggest I know everything by any stretch, but I do know what I'm speaking about. And that's really the only thing I talk about is what I, what I believe I know. Uh, so I, I'm very confident in what I say is my point here uh, to you. And I think this is an opportunity for humanity. I think this is an opportunity. If this could be constructed as a way right now and god be the glory and praise to israel at this moment of time i can't say it any more than that in the clarity of my voice and my heart and my soul that uh, god's grace will deliver victory here and push back on those evil forces that is that is my hope it is my wish it is my prayer today We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the voice of a nation.
AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back into the Voice of the Nation, my fellow Americans. Uh, thank you for joining us on the mission today. A pretty big mission, of course, as this show is always uh, on a mission and uh, talking about uh, the bigger story here uh, coming from the Middle East and why this is such an important fight uh, for humanity, for all of us right now, and why we have a fire burning in our bellies and in our souls. Uh, at this moment of time of the importance those who are paying attention to this and what it means right now and you know keep in mind please this uh, point as well this moment of time right now see it, it, historically now has come at a very uh, strategic time strategic time is the way I would say it uh, and that we've seen historical events over the past uh, what for sure, the last 10 years, the last 20 years, probably back to the beginning of 08 with Obama's crusade as the um, the ultimate Marxist and the ultimate Muslim Marxist, uh, his transformation promised to the to the nation, to the world, that there was no American exceptionalism. It didn't exist. And we were just an average people. That was his promise to the American people back in 07 when he ran. And somehow or another, because there was euphoria to put the first black American into office, somehow this uh, this uh, fake individual got the nod and uh, was able to uh, get the White House. And now we've seen in his third term now and pushing for a fourth term for this, con for this total transformation, uh, you know, and 
You see him come out just a week ago demanding a two-state solution. These people, that's his public face. In his private face, he would say a lot of other things about this fight. But in his public face, he's still back to a two-state solution, uh, solution, which is a complete oxymoron. That conversation is ridiculous on his face. It does not exist uh, when you have these people uh, that are the enemy who don't want any solution. They don't want a two-state or a three-state or a one. They just want their state, period. Uh, that's what they're looking for. So the rest of it's just garbage talk. It's it's ludic ludicrous. And it's a very unintelligent conversation. This uh, former president, which is just shocking that he was a former president, uh, number 44. Uh, but this is what's happening. Uh, that's, you know, I, I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you. Before America Out Loud, I was doing a lot of radio broadcast around the country, uh, a lot uh, for my publicist. And I, it's when I had left the agency world and was out there. And there was one question that was asked to me a lot. I railed against Obama. You know, I knew he was a threat to our nation. Again, this is pre-America Out uh, Loud. So I had no idea this was going to happen, uh, what's happened now. Uh, so I was just a guy that was felt I needed to lend my voice to the conversation. It was a mission in my heart that I thought I was supposed to do something different than just be in the advertising marketing world, which I did for a lot of years. And the question I was asked a lot on broadcast, on national broadcast, was this question. It was, do you think Barack Obama is the Antichrist? I was asked that question a lot, a lot from the host and the radio people I was on consistently. And they got my sense of my fervor and how incensed I was with Obama's agenda. So they would ask me that question because it was always revolving around evil and that would be asked. And, 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 and I always had an answer back. Well, you know me well enough to know I always have an answer back, friends, right? And But here was the answer I gave back. It was, no, he's not the Antichrist specifically. But he is surely related into the family. He is a cousin of some sort. He is part of the mission to dismantle good, to dismantle the United States, which stands for good, which the Judeo-Christian nation, God's gift back to this earth to dismantle it. This is why this now it makes sense, doesn't it? It's why I tell you these things all the time about our country and our people and we the people and the fight and what we're in it for. Now it makes perfect sense. Now you take a look at what's happening and yeah, this is absolutely an opportunity. It was a very strategic opportunity as a, a lot of things that have happened in the world and in our country. Uh, in the rise of DJT, Donald Trump and the threat that he was back to the system. And why did Christians rally around Trump? I'm not making this about Trump, but I just got to put it out there. And people were aghast. People would say, oh, my God, what is it? What are they doing? This man's not, you know, like they thought there was no way. But, you know, here's the deal. God uses people that are very unlikely to be the, the most unlikely people he oftentimes uses for the mission. It's it's all it's, it's rather purposeful, isn't it? You know, I mean, who would have think this guy the way they had him labeled? As you know, the, the ways, and I don't need to go down that road, but you know what I'm talking about. I know you know, you know, and so this is how they labeled it. Anyways, I digress, but you get my picture here, I hope, of what I, why I think this is what it is. Uh, wow.
Ja, ja. <laughs> It just tells you where we sit right now and the severity of this moment. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's all I'm saying. And why this is so important. You know? Yeah, I feel it. I can sense it. Every bit of me. I'm, uh, it's like, you know, when your endorphins are flowing and they're all on high alert. You know what I'm talking? You know, you ever get that feeling? You're like really lit. And I don't do drugs, people. I'm, my drug is life. So, um, but I got like, I feel like I'm drugged out from all my endorphins of this conversation. Uh, it's all cause it's a natural thing for me because I never did drugs in my life. Uh, people thought I was on drugs often, but <laughs> never touched it. I wouldn't know anything about it. Uh, so some of us have that just naturally. We don't need the artificial, you know. The truth of the matter is, <clears throat> okay, here's where I'd like to take it next year. And uh, so this whole notion, uh, all right, listen, listen. The administration, the Biden administration, they're grappling. They're not sure quite how to handle all this. They're, be, they're given orders. They're being talked through the earpiece, just like Obama said on the late night show. You wish he had a guy he could talk to through the earpiece, kind of stay out of the spotlight a bit, just weigh in here and there, but really be, you know, he'd be the director, the producer and the director of the deal. He would love to have that opportunity again. Well, <laughs> looks like he has that opportunity again. Um, unless you think just Susan Rice is pulling the lever or David Axelrod or uh, Brennan uh, Clapper Comey or any of the other doofuses who are in there. I mean, they're all part of it. They're all part of the cabal, but that's the deal. And, uh, you know, so I'm just saying, um, uh, you know, we, we have all of this now happening, but it, they're in a delicate situation right now. I'm kind of hoping uh, and I'm going to ask you both here. I'm going to ask uh, IQ Alvarez with us, Dr. Stephen. So I'm going to ask you guys here. But I, I was kind of in this. Maybe I'm wrong for thinking this way. I mean, maybe you'll tell me I'm warped. I don't know. But I was kind of hoping that Iran would push the envelope right now is what I was hoping might happen uh, privately. I never said this in public. I hope my listeners don't tell anybody I said this. But I was kind of talking to myself in private and saying, I kind of hope they push the envelope right now so we can uh, dismantle the center of that evil right there. And then you see the Kamala Kamala Harris, uh, the, the clown show there. Uh, she comes out and she has she's doing a campaign against uh, the Islamophobia uh, not 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 the anti-Semitism now, but the the uh, the, uh, the uh, yeah Islamophobic. That's her hate. Uh, it, calling it a hate crime. Uh, if you're thinking a certain way, which is completely. In fact, there's a great post uh, up today from George McClellan. I want you to go read uh, beyond the platform as you hear this uh, on uh, radio. Uh, Kamala Harris's Islamophobic hate crime campaign is unconstitutional. Very interesting read from George. And uh, he's just a great writer. He puts it out there. I mean, the government is not in a position to call that a hate crime, number one. But why don't you get on the anti-Semitic train and talk what you're supposed to be talking instead of this? Now, we have a right to be harmful. No, that the jihadists are after us. They want to cut our heads off, our necks. Yeah, we have a right for that. Well, but Kamala Harris. So they're walking this line is all I'm pointing out to you. That's all I'm saying. And the Biden's pushback and him, well, we have to reluctantly go along with this. I think they're doing it reluctantly. 
They don't. It, it, and that's another really positive thing about this, actually, is it's dividing the Democrat Party. I about I had people actually contact me in the last couple of days saying, could you believe the co- the, the combination of those uh, 300,000 people up in Washington, D.C.? And the, did you hear Chuck Schumer? Is that the same Chuck Schumer? Or asking about those. Or they pointed out multiple people like that. And I said, well, they kind of don't have a choice right now. But it is another hell of an opportunity for the moment. I just want to point out that kind of puts it right into the crosshairs of what I'm talking about. The Biden administration is walking on eggshells. And I'm loving this. I have to have you. I have to tell you. I'm sitting back loving this. I said, give me more of this, please. Let's show these people for the phonies they are. That's all I'm saying. So two questions I cue to you. Two questions. One, the phonies I just point out, and, uh, you know, with the support of the Democrat Party, they quite don't quite know what to do. And I'm so glad the squad is there to set them right, to set them straight. It's, it's such a wonderful thing to showcase all of this nonsense. And the fact of Iran, I've had these thoughts internally that I probably shouldn't have shared publicly, That I, but I was kind of hoping they pushed it a little bit so we could blow them a new one. Uh, what do you say to all that, sir? I agree with you. The only trouble is, do they have the backbone to do it? Is there anybody in the Western democracy, so-called democracy, who has the backbone? To, you know, today is the most opportune moment of, in history for the West to destroy the, te- the, the heads of the octopus in Iran. Isn't that what I said, sir? I said this was an opportunity, yes, correct? I'm, 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 I'm reiterating it. No, we agree. Is that correct? Yes, right. Of course. Look, two aircraft battle carriers, yeah. a, a nuclear submarine with cruise missiles. Yeah. The French send their own aircraft carrier because, after all, Hamas is holding hostages from 20 European countries. If all of them declare you release them now or else, and they send their navy, believe me, the whole picture will change instantly. Well, that's a hell of a point. That is a really well, good it's point. It's a valid point, by the way. Yeah. All right, but, but I was I, Prime Minister of, Iraq, of Canada, let's say, right. and they hold hostages. I will give them forty-eight hours. Right. That's it. Right. Right. But but you just said something a moment hours, ago, and that's it. I'll tell them I will join the Israelis. Yeah. That will make them poop faster than light. <laughs> but listen, listen. All right. All right. Hold on now. But you just said something about um, uh, you talked about courage. You said you said this statement, IQ, about if they have the courage. You, but let me well, hold on. Let me circle back. And I'll make my point with you, please. My answer back to you is this, IQ. They don't have the courage. OK, hold on now. Number one, they don't have the courage. So then why did I make the statement? He- hear me out here. When I say to you, it's not about courage anymore, IQ. There is no courage here. Let me be clear with you. So I don't. Even, you don't even need to bring that up anymore. There is no courage. These people have no backbone. They have no spine. They have nothing. But let me go further. When I make the statement, I, it, you know, that I was hoping I that Iran would pull the lever and do something that you can't ignore. This won't take courage now. This is going to be an instinctive survival mechanism, just like what's happened before in the historical points you pointed out moments ago that happened in history. You just pointed out on the broadcast just a few minutes ago, IQ, and what I said is, I hope that Iran does that 
So then, because the person who, what would have to happen next would not require courage. It would be demanded because they crossed the Rubicon. Does that make sense? Excellent sense. The trouble is they already crossed the Rubicon. Rubicon. 40 attacks on American town. 40, 4-0, not 4, 4-0. Or it's actually approaching 60. Thank you. Yeah. So what am I waiting for? Armageddon? That's what I said. I said it when we started the broadcast in the opening points here. It's, all, it's a 56, uh, and it changes every hour, so God knows what it will be in a few hours here. But but what are we doing? We're not even doing a pinprick back, IQ. <laughs> okay. We are on the same wavelength, but on, with no power to activate anything, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't have my red phone here. I can't call anything in. I'm sorry. Um, okay, let's stay right there, IQ. Steve, all right. So I'm pointing out the administration right now. I mean, I said a lot in the last many minutes here of the broadcast, to be sure. But I'm pointing out, you know, Kamala Harris has a campaign about Islamophobic. Uh, never, nothing about anti-Semitism, but she wants to support the jihadists. I mean, where does this stuff come from? They're walking the fine line over there. The administration don't quite know what to do. It, we're doing all this fancy nothingness. The Pentagon thinks they're doing a swell job. Um, so then I sit back and I say, okay, well, here's the chessboard right here. Bring it on. I mean, that would be the best thing to happen right now is for somebody to hedge their bets and for Iran to do something stupid or Hezbollah. And then there would be no alternative but to take matters into our own hands. I don't think you need coverage at this point. It would be demanded upon them. Congress would uh, be very loud at that moment. Do you agree with that? Disagree? What do you think? Um, I don't fully agree, Malcolm. I, I think uh, you are absolutely right when you say they don't have courage. They don't. That, but courage is not the real factor here. You yourself just pointed out that Obama is likely serving his third term, hoping to serve a fourth. He is uh, putting the ideas into uh, Biden's head, into his mouth. And I think that he fully supports the Islamic world. He, he does. supports the strength of, of, of the Arabs. And so it makes perfectly good sense the, that the real issue and the reason why I don't feel the same as you Tell about me. saying, go ahead, Iran, do, do your thing. Let's see you, uh, you know, raise your strong arm and, and see what you can get away with. Well, I actually don't feel good about that because I do not think this administration has the will to take down Iran. Because so hold on. So you think they would. So what, this is important now. Hold on. So you think if that something uh, so egregious happens like that, are you saying you think our military and our government would stand down? I do. I do. You look at what's happening at the border. Mayorkas here just, you know, uh, just somehow escaped an impeachment. How in the world could that happen? This guy, they're calling him an absolute failure. All the conservatives. Well, the, the conservatives, in my opinion, are very wrong. Mayorkas is extremely successful. He is implementing the invasion of the United States. If they stand down, yeah, I can't go to the border right now, but let me come back with you here. We're at. If they stand down, Steve, okay, uh, then yeah. our government, uh, Congress, uh, the cries and the, uh, uh, Steve, it would be nothing you've ever seen. And you would have a divide in the military. You would have a divide in the nation. It would split and it would, it would be a powder keg in Washington, D.C. I mean, it just I agree be. with that. I do. Well, agree that's a with good that. thing as well, then. Well, I think so, Malcolm. I, I'm telling you, 
I am ready for a fight one way or another. It's like, look, we see what they're doing. They're killing us. They want to kill us. They want to destroy America. Why in God's name are we neutral, not finding, wanting to be the good guys? When you have an enemy who is out there to get you and proving it by every single action they take, then you have to declare them an enemy and ask ourselves, what do we do to our enemies who are attacking us? Well, we destroy them. But everybody's afraid to say it. So what we're saying, well, I said it. And so what we're saying is that, that, you know, if, if, you know, we escape by this thing, which I don't really want, or we fix the problem in order to do that, you, you have to oftentimes, as we talk about Steve, you you know, you get sucker punched. We, we sink low sometimes before we rise. And so I'm thinking all of these things that we're talking about right now could be opportunities uh, that could absolutely be, uh, they're very difficult conversations to have. And you have to understand the fight to really have this conversation or you're not going to be able to have it. But I see these as opportunities, no matter what happens, Steve, whatever happens right now, October 7th could be such a historical landmark date that would surpass anything that happened on 9-11 or anything else, because it turned the world back on its axis for good and evil. Isn't that possible, Steve? Oh, it's very possible. Hamas has precipitated a crisis that I believe needed to happen to wake up the Western world. Whether or not it will happen or not, we'll see. But I agree with you. Suddenly, we have a new land of opportunity. The question is, will we take it, you know, grab it by the horns and take advantage? Wake up the Western world is what you just said. Let those words ring in your ears. Everybody, wake up the Western world. Now, IQ, let me bring you back over to here now. Give you back here. But, you know, we're talking about a lot here, but whatever's going to happen in D.C., I say the outcry of what would take place. Listen, listen, I do not think the administration is going to be able to turn the cheek, as Steve just suggested that, you know, and I don't disagree with what he's saying in principle, that we know who's behind all this and we know what their support is. We've already played it out on this program pretty well. But I don't think they're going to have an alternative at that point. You're not going to be able to stand down. The outcry is coming from D.C. and our military at the highest level. It would really create a powder keg in our federal government that would be significant in time and would bring things to a a real spark of a moment here, uh, IQ. Do you see that? No, I don't see that because you are very hopeful. I'm not. The military that you have today is not the same as the military of 10, 15 years ago. You have a woke military. You have woke leadership. Uh, They're more interested in... So is there any way to stop them then? Back to what you just say. I I don't want to play the woke card. I know all that crap. But is there a way to stop them then, right? What what is the best opportunity in your world? Answer that, please. This time now is the best opportunity to destroy the enemy. That's what I said. That's what I said. Yes, I agree with you, but we don't agree on who the hell is going to do it. Well, who's going to do it? Israel only. Nobody else. Well, then have had it. Have had it. it. Have had it. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you're talking about now, not just Hamas, Hezbollah, but you're talking about you're talking about Iran as well. I'm talking about Iran. Forget about Hezbollah. When Iran is destroyed. All the others will die. All of them. Let me ask you this question, IQ, and a lot of this we'll have to save for another time, but I I haven't asked you this here. I I have a lot of uh, communications and influence for military people who absolutely are adamant 
that China is controlling Iran and China is the real head of the snake here? Yes or no? No. Iran was always before China. Look, since 1979, why are we hiding our heads in the sand? From 1979, he said, death to America, death to Israel. America. So why do these military and other people think, and I hear this a lot, actually, and I don't, I can't agree with it either. I'm not thinking China is the master head of the snake on this one. I know we blame them for everything, including whatever, the weather. But I mean, you know, I'm not thinking that's their game, but people are believing this and military people are believing this. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't, you know, I never give a damn how high ranking a person is. I deal with facts. I deal with reality. But you have nothing in you that believes that they're part of that they're in control of any part no, of this in Iran. Iran okay. has always been the controller. Okay. Now they get the help from Russia and China. Yes, but what's the difference? Yeah. When they speak about innocent Palestinians, those innocent young men and women and children, they are not innocent. I'll tell you why. For 18 years, they knew that Hamas was putting installations near the schools, under the schools, under the mosque, near their homes. They knew it all the time. Nobody objected. Even yeah. today, yeah. 1.3 million of them are destitute. Nobody is uprising. Nobody is saying, hey, Hamas, look what you have done to us. Nobody. Why? Because they are part and parcel of the system. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree, IQ. I don't disagree. Um, all right. Uh, let me... Uh, let me do this. Uh, let's all of us take a deep breath at this moment. <laughs> uh, deep breath. And uh, let me mention as well that IQ is writing daily on every day of the war uh, on this fight here in the Middle East. And uh, you'll see here uh, Israel Day 35, 36, 37, 38. Uh, and it's a, it's a really chronological uh, uh, aspect of things that are developing. It's really, really good uh, to get this information out there. Uh, for instance, day 37, uh, entomb Hamas terrorists within the tunnels. Uh, day 36, Hamas killed Gaza civilians trying to escape Israel's onslaught. Uh, day 35, the spineless Macron of France use an extremely dangerous and false rhetoric against Israel. Uh, you can get all of those by going to our team in the nav bar at americaoutloud.news and go down to, it's right up at the top there, actually, IQ, Al, Razuli. They're all alphabetical. Look for the Al, the A, and click his name and you'll get all of the posts right there. I mean, what can I say to you? There's a whole education there, a library of information here. Uh, please help us circulate that. Please continue to help us put the out loud truth out there, please, because that's what we do here at AmericaOutloud.news. That is what we do. It's what we stand for. And so please do your part and help us circulate that truth. It's really what I ask of you, okay? And uh, that's important here. Tremendous thank you here to IQ Al-Razuli, Dr. Steve LaTulip, and even more so, tremendous thank you to you, friends, for being with me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.